0: You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm your co host, Ryan Treasure. And we are here with Sharon Lichter. Sharon. Uh, learned so much already uh, You're such a busy uh, Professional uh, You do a lot of traveling uh, You do a lot of speaking events And of course obviously that's why you're traveling uh, <laughs> You've got a hectic schedule Tell us a little bit about uh, life on the road
1: Well I, You, know, you think about it, I, For the last three years I kept saying I'm going to back off I'm going to slow down a little bit um, I have failed at that endeavor Yeah, <laughs> But part of it is the opportunity to, um, when I'm invited somewhere, if I can possibly make it happen, I will, because that's my my giving back at this point and trying to support people that are really trying to take their financial lives to the next to the next level. Um, I was just in Vancouver with Action Coach. It was wonderful to talk to their coaches from around the globe. And then um, in a couple of weeks, I head to India. Um, Bangalore will be there. There's an event that's being formed um, called 10X Business Growth, and so I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to that. And then I'll be in Chicago for an event called Springboard, um, a woman's event that's being formed by um, Sherry Macasey. So I'm very excited. She's one of my clients. And then I'm off to, let's see, wherever I'm going to be, in (laughs) Canada at the end of September for Event of Champions. In October, I'll be in London for Event of Champions. Mm. And then I'll go from, from there. I'm going to be heading down to Bali and to Malaysia.
2: Oh, that's where we'll meet you,
1: Bali. Yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: and the end of October, Check actually, before all that, I'll be in um, Austin doing an event called Breakthrough Marketing in Austin, Texas. Excellent. So, yeah. So
0: you, that's a quite the hectic schedule. I guess uh, Greta has to handle that for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank God for Greta and for Angela because I people call me and say, can we schedule something? I go, nope. I, when I touch my calendar, I get in trouble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, when you, okay, you're okay. you scheduled all over, when you're going to all these places, what your role is to what? You get up on stage and you're talking financial literacy.
1: Um, well, it depends on the event, okay. Jeff. Oftentimes, I'm speaking on entrepreneurship, the essential components of a successful business. Many times, I'm talking about think and grow rich for women. Okay. Other times I'm talking about teaching your kids and family finances, but it's primarily entrepreneurship or thinking growers for women. The Napoleon Hill concepts are usually yep. the two topics. A lot of times I talk about <laughs> the current global economic environment and how it's going to impact entrepreneurship. So I go more global in view, because I do speak so many you know so globally I go around the world, right. and so when I'm going to Africa, for instance, I make sure I understand what's happening there at that time and how I see that fitting into the global. Global network global economy same thing with India as I'm going to India I want to make sure that I'm being relevant to the audience that's there
0: exactly well that that's got to be well a challenge first of all Uh, it's going to keep you keep you feeling pretty good about what you're doing and educated on what's current and what people need to know Uh, what what's the number one financial mistake that a startup business makes
1: well they don't understand the timing of cash flow um, we always hear people don't have enough money when they start out. Well we really you know from a standpoint of building a business today um, you don't need as much money as you used to you, you know the issue is strategic alliances and partnerships. but what happens is people when they're looking at their financials and they're doing their business plan, they're not thinking about the timing. And so um, you have to buy stuff before you make your product, Mm -hmm. and then you have to bill your clients when you ship the product. And so there can be anywhere from minimum of 60 to 180 days between when you have to lay out money when you actually receive the sales. And that can be managed when you first start up by the right plans. But what happens is when you're hugely successful, that is exponential because all of a sudden you've got tons of orders, but you don't have the cash to build the product. Mm-hmm. And so that happens a lot. I see it so many times when the a huge element of success creates a financial problem for the company.
0: And you know what? I've seen that happen too on uh, several occasions. You know, it's a... You know, learning to manage your finances, I think, is so, so crucial in business because, you know, when you have an influx of cash, you know, business is going great, you got money in the bank, things are going good, so you decide to open that checkbook. Probably a little more than you you should at times. <laughs> I could say we probably run into that a couple times ourselves. Uh, but again, you know, we'll always recover and come back and you know keep paving the way. but I just that's one of the big questions I want to ask you. Um, what's next for Sharon Lecter?
1: Well, I'm actually working on three new books right now. One is Magic Key, again, with Greg Reed, who I wrote Three Feet from Gold with. Um, and so it's the next generation of people's CEOs who have been very successful talking to them about their personal mantra, their secret sauce, per se. And that one is pretty much done. We're just about ready to um, choose a, p- a publisher for that. And I'm also working on Thinking Rich for the next generation, kind of targeted at those 20, 30 year olds. And then also Thinking Rich for kids, which will be more of a graphic novel. And I'm very excited about those because those have been on my back burner for way too long and I need to get them done.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> You've got time to move them up yeah. <laughs> now?
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm taking time. I'm making the time to move them
0: and up. And that's, that's key. You got, you got to make the time for the right projects mm-hmm. and you feel it when it's right, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I have, a, I have a
2: quick question. This is just kind of off the cuff one I just thought about. I listen to a lot of talk radio. And so when I when I hear about financial stuff, I always think about Dave Ramsey because I listen to a lot of, a lot of talk radio. Do you guys have synergies in the way that you think about managing money, and if so, uh, just maybe name one.
1: Well Dave Ramsey is fantastic. He has a huge following and I absolutely like
2: following yeah. Yeah.
1: And I absolutely love the fact that it's tied um, and it's, it's grown so much through a lot of churches because yeah. you know it, it is that philosophy of giving back and being charitable but also being a good steward of your money. Mm-hmm. So a good steward of your spirit, a good steward of your money. And so yes you, a lot of the concepts that I teach are very similar to Dave's. We do have some differences. But at the end of the day, everybody, you know, somebody will find the answer they're seeking from Dave, and I'm thrilled. They may find the answer they're seeking from me. And so, you know, he really, I I would say, his primary focus on personal finance, Mm -hmm. um, where I do a lot of personal financial con- consulting and teaching, but most of mine is related to entrepreneurship and building businesses. Awesome. Well, thanks okay. for answering
2: that. I, mm-hmm. I'm, in my head, I'm like, wait a minute. I wonder, <laughs> wonder how they feel about each other. Do they have the same, I know? have tremendous
1: respect for yeah. He's built an incredible empire on helping l- millions of people. So how can you criticize that?
0: Yeah, agreed. Can't. Yeah. Can't. Absolutely not. So tell us more about the uh, Pay Your Family First organization, how people can get involved. Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Everything, I'm involved in lots of different projects, as we've, yeah. um, as you've just heard me share. So everything is found on um and it's L-E-C-H-T-E-R. Pay Your Family First is the name of the company that I formed when I left the Rich Dad Organization in 2007. It's the company that coordinates all of our financial education initiatives, our game Thrive Time for Teens. It's the home of all of our events and seminars that we do Um whether it be Thinking for Women or whether it's Essential Components of a Successful Business. We have online programming related to Thinking Girls for Women. We have an online program called The Essential Components of a Successful Business, which I um, which I do with my husband, Michael Lecter, because mm-hmm. as I mentioned, we've been married thirty seven years and we have also been partners in supporting each other. He's an intellectual property attorney. Mm-hmm. He was the brilliant mind behind licensing um, of the talking books as well as the international licensing strategy behind Rich Dad. Nice. So he's still one, still the smartest man I've ever met and very proud to call him my husband and my dear friend. So, right. um, And so we did this event together, the, the program Essential Components of a Successful Business, because we kind of are yin and yang as it relates sure. to building a business. And so together we kind of form the complete package and bring in other members of our team where we need to
0: very nice uh, as a team do you guys travel together or is he busy doing what he's doing you're busy doing what you're doing or
1: yes yes and yes <laughs> um, oftentimes I travel without him oftentimes we travel together we'll be in India together and then I will leave him and go to Chicago because it's a woman's event okay. and then so it's, it's so he,
0: London he'll be going to right yes because yeah, yeah. Of the country or exotic he's there right yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, I would be too. So. He's
1: also quite protective, so yeah. you know he doesn't want me necessarily traveling areas where he feels I should have protection. Yeah, that's so. really, like, like that's Bali really
0: should be like, right. He yeah.
2: definitely no, should take no, no. go to Bali with yeah. you that place is extremely dangerous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know where that sand crab is going to get here, right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you. Right.
0: So yeah, we've discussed you know a lot of different things, uh, you know, from books to uh, articles. Uh, you do a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the what's what's going on with the podcast, or what do you do on the podcast?
1: The podcast is called Your Money, Your Business, Your Life. Again, because I cover all those categories, and I talk about um, fear. Outwitting the Devil was all about how to conquer fear. So a lot of it is, you know, what what are you doing to hold yourself back? Um, your money, personal finance, understand the importance of your credit score, understanding the importance of good debt versus bad debt, and then, of course, your business. all of those things work together. I mean, my tagline is, um, you are the CEO of your life. And each and every one of us, people say, well, I'm an employee, I'm not a business owner, Yes, you are. Right. You are a business owner because your personal financial statement is your family business.. Yep. And it's not important, you know it's it's not as important what you do to make your money. It's what you do to keep it. Mm -hmm. And so if you are an employee, great. You have a paycheck. Well, you're supposed to be paying and you're supposed to be working on your employer's business. And then you have to pay your debts. Then what's left is is what you use to build your financial health. And my favorite word on earth is assets. And that's what people don't focus on. And that's what they need to focus on because assets is what creates financial independence.
0: Agreed. Now you come study this stuff quite often, right? Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm not. You know, I know you're trying to build
2: that family. I'm trying to. Yeah. You know, I'm not a. You know, not a master of the space or anything. But you know, I I read a lot about finance and read a lot about you know personal finance and those things. And you know, my wife and I are always looking for you know ways outside of you know our work with Voice America where we can you know become even more financially independent. Whether it's you know purchasing a home and renting it out and making a few hundred bucks on that or, you know, whatever the case may be. And, uh, but I think sometimes, uh, you know, you, 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 you think so hard about building assets and wanting to, you know, uh, uh, make a difference and be better. But I think what you said before is the creme de la creme is, uh, saving your money because you, no matter how much money you make, like, you know, if you make a million bucks, it's easy to spend a million bucks. But if you make a million bucks, but you only spend 10 bucks, then I think, you know, that's really where, you know, you could build some, some serious, uh, not serious wealth, but that's where you can get some stability anyways, uh, by making sure that you uh, stay within your means and don't ever outspend what you bring in.
1: And today, I think what we have we're entering an epidemic of what we call Henry's and it's high earners. Not rich yet. So people, <laughs> you know, agree. they're, they're, they're they've not an issue with cash flow. They're making a lot of money. They have high income, high commissions, but they're spending it as fast as, or faster than they earn it. And so they are, in essence, living paycheck to paycheck. Never in history right. have we had so many wealthy people, yeah, wealthy, wealthy income people have zero net worth. And so it's very important for them to focus on how to convert that income into assets that are long-term producers don't go spend all your money when you make it do Uh, something
0: with it i so you know what you're so right on the money with that um what what advice would you give to somebody i mean those are the people you work with correct yes so what's some of the what what would be some advice you would give them without giving you know your consulting away for no no that's (laughs) fine
1: i you know the What I will say is what they see everywhere. The issue is what's in their brain that's keeping them from taking action. Yeah, I can show with them how to reduce expenses, how to increase their income. Mm -hmm. The issue is why haven't they done it yet? And what is it that's holding them back? So I would recommend they read out the Devil because it helps them identify what created those bad habits. Mm -hmm. But also a small thing you can do that isn't usually found in many of the pundits is – when you get a, a paycheck that's a raise or you get a raise or you get a, uh, a gift, you get a, a, like a one-time, instead of spending that, use that to start building your assets yeah. um, because you, if it's new, then you haven't expanded your – your living expenses to that level yet. So just ignore the fact that it came in and siphon it off into an investment account yeah. and start investing and live on the current funds that you've been living on.
2: Absolutely. If, if somebody was in debt in that circumstance, would you say that they should use that to pay off their debt first, if, right? Yeah. If, if they have that, uh, like a bonus check or something like that come in, rather than holding on to that to build assets. But if you're still in debt, pay that off, right? So you're not incurring interest on that debt?
1: Not necessarily. Ah. It, de- it depends on the debt. <laughs> okay. It depends on the interest rate of the debt so I have certain debt that I call good debt mm-hmm. but I every quarter I do a review on my investment account and say what kind of interest am I earning on that and if it's higher than what I'm paying on the debt then I'm you know the arbitrage is I'm, I'm benefiting from right. that ah, if okay. ever the interest on my debt increases to the fact that it's above what I'm earning on the monies I have invested then I'm going to pay it down so ah, that again that's smart paying attention and being aware of your family business, which is your balance sheet.
2: Yeah, and I think that what you just mentioned is a little fundamental difference that you have uh, than how Dave Ramsey thinks about certain things because he, his answer would have been like, oh, pay how your you debt, pay pay debt, pay your pay debt. debt. <laughs> he wants you to be, yeah. he,
1: and I have nothing wrong with people who want a debt sure, free. Sure. My answer usually to that question. I like your, question, your, adi- your answer is
2: a, is a more fundamentally logical answer, though. I mean, if you have interest that you're building here and it's not going to, you know, cause one thing to swing over the other one and you're still able to capitalize on it, then it makes sense to do that. It totally makes logical, perfect sense.
1: But the bigger answer is, can you still sleep at night? So, you know, some people are so debt averse that they need to pay their debt down because it makes them physically ill to know they have debt. Other people are high risk tolerant and they have carried too much debt. And they're the, you know, and they, that they're the ones I really worry about because they're not paying attention to what happens to us when the economy goes down. So you need to try and think about how can I um, recession and inflation-proof my assets so that they're going to be there for me. Uh,
0: You know what? You have to watch. The the finance. you know, finances are such a... Uh, again, you know, assets is key. Uh, I agree with that one thousand percent. They're actually
1: very sexy.
0: Sexy, I like. Yeah, that. that's, uh, you know, that's I tell it, around
1: I the world, everybody yeah. get their uh, se- assets are sexy. Assets
0: are sexy. There it is. We're gonna t- you coined that. So right? yeah, it, it would you know <laughs> assets are sexy. It's like if you have like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you.
2: I have fourteen houses. Those are my assets. <laughs> You're like, oh, I have one. Well, that is very sexy. <laughs> so yeah, that's the cool. 14 well, seven. I have we, my my husband
1: and I have a ranch in, in Northern Arizona. It's called Cherry dot com. A little side note, go. but we have about 400 head of Black Angus cattle. Awesome. Um, and three 329 plus babies. So, and uh, I always, when I post about them, I'll take pictures of them. I say these are my assets.
0: Nice, <laughs> nice. Is that the the relaxation place you go to and just unwind?
1: It was my husband's dream to have a survival property. It's totally off the grid, all solar powered. We have our own lake, our own well water, and it's a little piece of heaven. It's actually a dude ranch, um, bed and breakfast. So you can check it out at at CherryCreekLodge.com. We do mastermind retreats up there and family reunions. Mm -hmm. We do weddings. It's a beautiful uh, piece. Cherry Creek CherryCreekLodge.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's about three hours outside Phoenix. It's a pretty place. It's just absolutely I've been on the website. I'm
2: going. Do you know they have all of this about you on Wikipedia?
1: Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. I'm do. trying to get ready for the
2: show and I'm like... Let me just read Wikipedia, and then you go on there, and it's like you know four pages long. It takes you to another Wikipedia page about yeah. that other, you know, about the other different kind of uh, business things that you've done, and then because, they have their own Wikipedia page. We could sat here for fifteen minutes going <laughs> yeah. to Wikipedia, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. Well,
1: yeah, I'm definitely a serial entrepreneur. There's that no doubt about that. You are that.
0: absolutely that you are. Uh, so you know what uh, you've you're traveling. Uh, you've got. Are there any books that you're working on right now?
1: Yep, the Think and Grow Rich books for kids, yeah. next generation, and for Think and Grow Rich for um, the magic key. So those three are in process right now. Now I'm sure I, I love to write, so I'm sure there will be others.
0: Always, always something. I, I you know, when you have up in the twenties, uh, the the books that you've written, uh, to me that's monumental. I I've got one. I'm working on the second one now.
1: <laughs> I'm on 22 working on the next three, so I'll have 25 Five, when these are right. done. But uh, I, my, I re- da- my daughter yesterday told me that I needed to write a book on grandmother's love, and that's, that's oh, not a, that sounded pretty nice. cool to me. So. Absolutely.
2: I, I read somewhere that one of uh, the top three things that an <laughs> entrepreneur has to have to be successful is the ability to provide structured written words.
1: Well— I would not disagree with that. <laughs> it's certainly—I'm not so sure it's structured words, but communication. You have to learn how to communicate appropriately um, and how to crystallize your message. Is something that I teach. I teach people how to speak, um, understanding that only seven percent of your communication is the words you know, are the words that you say. Ninety-three percent is how you say it. The, and, you know, the some some people it, yeah. are not good radio hosts because <laughs> they don't. You know, they talk like this, or they're very slow, and they have lots of dead space. So, you know, uh, it's how you speak, the the expressions that you use, how to make emphasized points. Of course, you've heard of NLP, those kinds of things. But it's very important for people to understand how to communicate what they do, because today— shorter than ever, do you have seven seconds to make a first impression? Yep. And so it is very important if you want to be successful to be able to express who no, you are. What and happens what you if you them? have a
2: long name and it takes you seven yeah. seconds to say your name? There are people who already don't even want to talk to you. Just use your first name.
0: <laughs> Hi, yes. I'm Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how many New York Times best selling books do you have?
1: Oh that's probably six or seven. Okay. Yeah. That's, I'd that's back.
0: A, what what's uh what do you have to what how do you become a New York bestseller?
1: Well, that's the one that, you know, today pretty much everybody can become an Amazon bestseller. So I have to say I get a little jaundice when when people are talking about that because it's something that you can manipulate based on having everybody buy the book at the same time. Um, The New York Times bestseller calculation is top secret, and so it really is you have to have uh, people and – X number of zip codes and they have to be Mm. verified purchases and only certain stores qualify to be part of the New York Times bestseller list. And so it's (laughs) that it's like you it's harder to manipulate. I'll say that you really need to have a book that truly has sold a ton of copies.
2: You're bringing up something that's really funny. My wife and I were watching some episodes of Madam Secretary last night and uh, on the show, her husband is an author, right? And uh, he comes running into the kitchen. He's like, I'm a New York Times bestselling author. And she's like, well, how did you do that? He's like, oh, well, I'm in this really obscure. He he writes about uh, religion. He's a religious scholar. And he goes, well, yeah, 77 people bought my book. It's the first time 77 people have bought any religious scholar book. So I'm now a New York Times (laughs) (laughs) bestseller. So they just brought up that. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, you know the segment matters too. You know, like where you're at and how much uh, uh, how, how much uh, volume is being sold in a given category or silo as well. And that's yeah.
1: that's why it's so easy on Amazon because there's so many subcategories. You can be number one in you know as six <laughs> six categories deep, but right. it still is number one. So it's something that you can mm. use from a marketing tool. So it's that's really That's
0: absolutely cool. right. You can always use that number one for something. Yeah. It, you know, ups <laughs> the ups the the, uh, the 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 reputation. Hey, you know what? Is As
2: long as you have number one somewhere, I guess that's the good part, right? Right, right.
0: (laughs) Sharon, you know what? It was great to have you on the show today. Uh, We're just about to wrap up here. Is there any last words that you would like to share with our audience?
1: Well, first of all, thank you both for having me. It's been absolutely. a delight, and I appreciate you working with my schedule. It's always always nice to be at home in Arizona yes. to be able to come visit with you face to face. So delighted that I could be here with you today. And for the for anybody watching or listening, it's absolutely you know you are the CEO of your own life, and if it is to be, it's up to me. That's a you know ten word two letter word sentence. If it is to be, it's up to me, and so make that choice. It is your choice. The choices where you are today is based on the choices if you, you've made before today. If you want something different in your life, you need to make different choices. And we have a choice. We can be victims or we can be victors. And my goal in life is to help people become victors of their own life and, of, and for the future of their own family. And that's most pay your family first is a derivative of Napoleon Hill's message, pay yourself first. Because I truly believe at the end of the day, it's our family's future that should mean the most.
0: And remember, assets are sexy. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we're going
2: to wrap it up. Ryan? Yeah, guys, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Voice America Talk Radio. And of course, all over social media at Radio Ryan 1 at Jeff Spinney 2. And we'll see you guys next week right here on Finding Your Frequency Radio. We're bringing back some more fantastic interviews with great people. Stay
1: tuned.